Trista Crick, Nick Ashew. We're on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We're on the Odyssey app. Trista's out in Portland. I'm in D.C. A couple blocks from Nationals Park. I don't even know if they won or lost today. Wasn't even paying attention, going to be honest with you. Didn't see. Scott, do we know if the Nats won? I don't even they know won. if the Nationals won. They, they did, did win. win. Yeah, oh, they did. 5-3. They did beat the Brewers. Good for them. It's good. We yeah. need the Brewers to lose because we want the Reds winning that division. So we are all Nationals fans if you've got a ticket on the Reds winning the division, Trista. Facts. Have to. 100%. So, yeah. Uh, now, the <laughs> World Cup, Women's World Cup, it's been going on. Uh, like I said, I was really glad that I could watch it at, like, reasonable times when it was out there. But, I mean, I got to... I don't know if I'm going to suck it up and, like, stay up to watch it or, like, wake up to do it. You said, are you going to still – you still think you're going to muscle through and try to – it's going to be earlier out there. I know. I don't know yet. I have to be at my mom's by, like, 7 a.m. So that's – that's tough. That's not a lot of sleep. No, we're, we're no, trying to it's put not. together a deck, Ashu, from scratch. So, oh that's man, what's happening. you got all kinds of stuff going on out there. When you wait it's with a construction project, yeah. Well, you can't, um, you can't, like, have late days with contractors. They are people that are up really early and they get started. Yeah, like right away. They're like, they hey, do. open your house at six thirty. I'm like. No, don't. Can you go somewhere else first? Come so, come here afterwards. How's ten sound? That sounds better. Can you get yeah? Can you get a coffee or something or a smoothie for yourself? Yeah. Hang out until I wake up. In fact, here I'll treat you to it. Just don't get here until a lot later, and then it's gonna work. Yeah, it is. You know, it is Especially what it is. When you work nights. Uh oh my gosh! Yeah, there's a stand-up comedian. I can't remember who it was. Um, and he talked about like how you know he wakes up at like eleven or something because he's always doing shows. Oh, it's at Nate night. Bargatze. That's it my was. guy, Nate Bargatze. Oh my god, that was so. And he's about like, wearing a tux. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, you know, uh, I just, I, I'm, it's just a good thing if I wake up with a ten in front of it. That's just know if I see you for a noon, a, like a twelve o'clock meeting, I set my alarm for this. It's so funny. And he's like, I want to look professional. You know, somebody comes to the house, and I'm just waking up, so I I put on a tux. And it, I mean, I won't do it justice, but okay. So he, I mean, he is he is one of my favorite comedians, actually. He is hilarious. I'm going to go see him in Baltimore, are, actually. Are you? In the middle of September. Yeah, end of September, hopefully. Oh, man. He is he's definitely one of my favorites. I've, I mean, watch like it. He's had like two or three re- specials come out. I think one was on Netflix, and then one was on Amazon, I think, too. And they just came out like he's back one of the to funniest back. comedians I've ever heard. He's, he is. He, I was crying laughing the entire time he was stand, doing stand up. And the thing too is like it's that very dry delivery. Like he's yeah. not he's not Bill Burr who's like the opposite, who's just loud and boisterous and gonna say something to like doesn't care who he pisses off. Naper is like the opposite, where it's just this like perfect delivery. And it's that that look. That's what I love about stand up the most is that you can have five different hilarious comedians and they're all completely different. Yeah. He's really good. I can't wait to see him. So I've, I've been thinking more and more about that. We touched on this a little bit at the beginning of the show. Man, it's – like, I went into this this World Cup thinking, man, three straight. Like, the women can do it. Like, th- this is – there's a reason why they've been in the position they've been in and won all the World Cups they've won. And I sit there now and I go, I don't know. I I I just – it's really hard to win – one World Cup. It's definitely hard to win back-to-back. But to make it three straight, and you already had that test against the Netherlands, and look, it's not like they got their ass kicked, but it just doesn't... You watch that and go, that was kind of a test, right? 
And I just didn't feel confident yeah. after that game at all that this was a team that could win a third straight World Cup. I agree. Uh, I think that this is just not the team to take that mantle. They're very young, um, pretty inexperienced. Our goalie's just okay. We don't really have the best. We don't really have a go-to striker, kind of like the men's national team. We don't have someone who we know just scores goals for us, right? It's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And so for me, I'm attacking that as such, right? I like the under um, in this game, um, in this match. I mm -hmm. think my bet MGM just froze. But if you want to do under three and a half total goal scored, I believe it's still plus money, plus 150. I like that. I don't think it's going to be a super high-scoring affair. Uh, and that's no shade to Portugal, and that's no shade to the U.S. I just I think it's going to be a lot of what we saw, which is that strategery. You know, you're setting it up. You're playing keep away. And to me, what stuck out with Netherlands is it just felt like they had more players on the field pretty much at every given time as us. Like, it just looked like they were everywhere, and we were kind of out of sh out of sorts until there was a little bit of a squabble that, you know, lit the fire under their belly. U.S. does have the higher goal differential, plus two right now, but you look at the matchups next, and that can be the difference there too, right? Because Dutch heavy favorites against Vietnam. Like, they could just they could just push them down into the grass and just laugh at them. I mean, it's, that that is yeah. that is about as uneven of a matchup as it could possibly be. Portugal could be a little bit tougher. So this is... This is a this is really like this is the reason why I like them to lead at halftime and full time. Because it really comes down to it doesn't have to be high scoring either, right? It can be one nothing at halftime, they could win two nothing, they could win one nothing. They're winning, it doesn't really matter. So both of our scenarios right. can play out. For me, it's about kind of the level of desperation. Like this team's smart. They've been in this position a million times. They know they've got to win. They know they've got to deal with the Netherlands. They know that that draw didn't help them at all in this, and that the matchup is gonna also be a situation here where they may need a tiebreaker. So there's there's at least a level of urgency and 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 I don't want to use the word desperation I feel like that's doesn't really fit like where they are but probably like one notch below desperation right like knowing right away hey we got to get in this because we're dealing with a team like the Netherlands and what's already happened in this tournament yeah I think that it's just a level like you said of urgency knowing that you have to come with your game face pretty much every single every single time you step out there on the pitch because you're the one with the, the 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 you know the target on your back. You're the team that everybody is gunning for. And you know Netherlands obviously were no slouch. They played in the gold medal game last time uh, against the US. So that was going to be a tough match no matter what. Um, Portugal doesn't have the greatest uh, track record against the US. US have won all 10 previous meetings, outscored the Portuguese 39 to 0 overall in the series. Um, but two of the last four meetings have been decided by a single goal, which is kind of what I think is going to happen here. I think it's going to be a lot closer than, than people think. I think it's going to be a low-scoring uh, affair, which I think the more and more I think about it, the more and more I have to stay up. It's becoming like a trending topic on X, mm -hmm. on, a.k.a. Twitter. Oh, just don't don't do X. that. Don't you start doing that. Don't give in. It's not X. A trending topic <laughs> on you have to You have to pause. X. It's becoming a trending topic on X, you know, a, a reluctant change in the name. It's so it's so weird. Stay up. Are we actually they supposed they to call up, it bro. X, stay though? Up. I think we're still supposed to call it tw Twitter, aren't we? I don't know. I don't. Nobody know. knows anything anymore. Somebody ask. X we need Elon. Give it to you. Yeah, that. See that. That's what I think of. I just think of DMX when it comes to that. But yeah, I mean, this is look. This is this is a huge deal, and this is that's what makes this 
Like the women, obviously, I mean, they're they're head and shoulders above the men's program. It's been that way from the beginning, and it always will be. Like the men's program will never catch up to the women. It they just won't because you've got a, you've got. Quite frankly, you've got men that are just going out and playing other sports, too. There's there's more choices, and they've built a program that's just so much more consistent from the ground level up. It's, it's always going to be this way. But you just you find people that are maybe even casual soccer fans. And here's there, there's two kinds of soccer fans. Majority of them actually very welcoming, right? Like, oh, hey, this is like, we're glad you want to watch this sport. You know, you're maybe not as, you know, into it as we are, but cool. Like, here you go. Like, we're glad to have you. Then there's the other that are get off my lawn. There's fewer of those. There's more hockey fans that do that. Those are the most annoying yeah. freaking people on earth. Not you, Scotland. Don't do you worry. Do the unwelcoming Scott? hockey fans. They're the worst. I was just going to ask Scott. Does Scott do that? No, Scott's not mean to anybody. I wish he actually no, was not. a jerk every once in a while as a Philadelphia fan. He's like the nicest Eagles fan. It's He's the like, game, man. well, What's the you game? know. <laughs> but not, you know, no. but you know what I mean, right? When you talk about like there are groups of fans in certain sports that are very that there are cliches that exist for a reason, and you get some of the get off my lawn, go back to where you came from, soccer fans. But a majority of those fans are actually in hockey. While more soccer fans seem to be welcoming, even if it's just during the World Cup, they're like, I know you're only paying attention once every four years. But here we are. Come right. on and join us. No, it's 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 sort of an old cliche. And all three of my kids played. Uh, my youngest is still playing. My daughter played up to high school. My son played in high school. You know, I they, I don't. I never understood that either. Oh, you just care about it when the World Cups come around. Yeah. Oh, you just care about it. You know, you're just here for the playoffs or what have you. It's shouldn't you be welcoming everybody into the circus tent at all yes. times? Yes. It, yes. I think if you want to grow the game, you do. Yeah. A lot of fans don't, though. They want to be hipster sports fans, and they just oh, yeah, want to be like, I, I've been here from the beginning. What do you know? You don't You don't belong here. I liked dubstep before dubstep was cool. Now dubstep is stupid. Shut up. I don't care. People like it. People like it. How does it affect you? How does it bother you? I, I just don't, I don't understand that mindset that some people have. Hockey fans are definitely the worst with that, though. And there's all really nice hockey fans out there that want to see the game grow. But then there's so many of them that are like, well... Hey, you don't you don't belong here. It's just such a weird mindset. You don't see that with any. I don't. I feel like there's maybe a little bit more with men's soccer, women's soccer. They understand. Grow the game. Let's make it better. Whether it's international, whether it's you know leagues that are specific to the U.S. or whatever. It that's the right mindset. You're right. Grow the game. Let people in and show them how great it can be. I want to know: Are we going to get a Megan Rapino sighting or no? She didn't. She did not play uh, last match. And they probably could have used her. I know they probably didn't want to, like, make any changes. But I think Megan Rapinoe, she, this is her last World Cup. I kind of want to see more of her. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I mean, she's got 200 appearances in the World Cup. I think it would be good to get her out there just because of the importance of this game. I mean, really. A lot yeah. of it comes just having a veteran out there that you know has has knows how to understand the situation. Especially they got some younger players on this roster too. Like there is a mix between experience and youth. So it might be nice to at this point get somebody out there with a little more experience. Now that you got more riding on this game. Totally. And the goal for those who probably aren't keeping track just because of what happened with the Netherlands match is they just need to win by as many goals as humanly possible. Because like you said, Netherlands plays Vietnam. They're going to stomp the yard on them. They will not let up. So the U.S. has to try and, and win this game uh, by as many goals as possible. Are they going to? Who knows? Uh, but that's their mindset. Megan Rapinoe, can, she can ball out. Yeah, I mean, listen, they're 10-0 they're against Portugal, but 
that it's more than just you know I kind of like that too though like there's some you know how we talk about this at the end of like an NFL season and you're looking at these the the all the different levels of tiebreakers and the different layers and degrees and it's just all these different things this just goal differential makes it simple and to the point and it makes games more totally. interesting too because you could go into this game now I know you said you like the under in this but the mindset also could be the opposite right you could look at what's going out on the field normally right for whatever reason you decide you want to go the under or you could have the mindset of desperation know that it's about tiebreakers in the standings you're going to have to go out and just try to get as many goals as possible win by as much as they possibly can because of that goal differential and that so it kind of adds an extra layer on the betting side or just the intrigue side watching these games too Oh, totally. And the the way that the rules are absolutely dictate how you should bet and how you should think about it. Whether you want to be a contrarian or you want to go with what you know the mindset is, that's obviously up to the individual. But yeah, I, the way that they get everybody through is absolutely going to change how people bet and how the lines are set too. Yeah, it's because it's it's not really like. Like, you know how that we can do narrative-based betting? Like, I wouldn't say that would be narrative-based because it is a specific strategy that they'll need, knowing just what the standings look yeah. like. But it's not – you don't want to also take away from, really, like you said, the, right, the matchup that's just on the field and, like, what would dictate the way the game would look in a normal circumstance. So you have to kind of weigh your options there and say, okay – well, is this going to be one of those things where I'd approach this like any other game and how this matchup would look? Probably lower scoring in that sense because of this matchup. Or do you then factor in the other layer of they're going to need a lot of goals anyway? And is that even possible given what this game should normally look like in normal circumstances? Which in some ways exactly. just sends you in a little bit of a spiral and then you're just like, oh my God, I can't figure out how I feel about this game anymore. And then your head's just in a big knot. I have a hard time betting the Olympics and betting um, just any Team USA event just because, unless I'm fading us, just because I feel like there's a level of rooting for a team on a different level than my own, you know, alma mater or the team that I grew up rooting for. It's just different. So sometimes, especially in this particular situation, maybe at midnight or 3 a.m. in your your situation, you just maybe a little prop or maybe just a little bit, mm -hmm. just a sprinkle on something that you don't care that much about. Might be a little don't bit easier, bet at right? All. Well, yeah, you know, because yeah, then you don't have don't as much. There, there is a level of like emotion in, right? Like, I don't, like, how often do you bet, bet on Cowboys games? Like, is it a regular oh. thing or no? No, yeah. unless I was, yeah, not a lot. No. See, that's that's my thing. No. I don't really like betting on my teams anyway, whether I'm fading them or not. Sometimes the emotional hedge is nice to have, but like for the most part, yeah, it's almost better just. Maybe there's some individual props you like, and then you stay away from letting your emotions get involved in it or anything like that, and, and you don't feel like a jerk that's anti-USA. You don't want to do that. Well, we'll see. you got to stay up till 3 a.m. for that. <laughs> it's bet a.m. gym tonight. Exactly.